we share the, the same love, the, the love of film. And now what I'm about to say probably will stir up a lot of conversation around over the country. You commie, homo-loving sons of guns. It's not about you. It's about these characters. They are two of the finest gay Americans, two wonderful men. And I am greatly honored and tremendously moved. Don't let anybody tell you this isn't a terrific thrill. It would be a lie if I told you I didn't know what to say because I've been working on this speech for about 25 years. Well, it's my privilege. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to Academy Queens. I would kiss you, but I don't want to get blood all over me. I'm Brandon Stanwyck. And a pack of cigarettes only costs $4 in Arkansas. You fucked up, bitch. I'm Joey Gentile. And we're here today with a special Patreon bonus episode, something I don't think we've quite done before. Not like this anyway. We are here giving our personal ballots for the Oscar nominations, excluding the folks who actually got nominated. So um, sort of like an alternative ballot for all four um, acting categories. So, uh, Joey, how are you feeling about this um, this idea here? You know what? I love this idea, but I've been pretty vocal on this before. I thought 2020 was a really bad year for film as a whole. Um, so I actually struggled with putting this together. I, I think I came up with some some of them that I've kind of been holding on to on a personal level, but I... I hate to say this, but I'm I have some fillers in these just because like I really struggled with this. Um yeah, not a great year in my opinion for film, so not really easy to put this list together. How about for yourself? I think it's um a better year than a lot of people give it credit for. Of course, it's a very awkward year because a lot of movies that we expected to come out this year pushed to next year due to the COVID of it all, um, for you know, monetary reasons and whatnot. Um, so I struggled a little bit in the supporting categories, but um, lead, I had to make some uh, Sophie's choices uh, in lead actress to come up with my my solid five. So there's a few honorable mentions I have that I just uh, decided to part ways with today. But um, the supporting lineup, I hear you, I was struggling a little bit to create a strong five in each um, supporting lineup, considering we're not allowing ourselves to use the people who are actually nominated, so it made it even trickier. But, um, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting uh, episode. For sure. And it's it's funny because I don't even know if we can give guesses on, like, <laughs> what we think it's going to be because it's all over the place. So I I guess I'll, I'll give you this question. Is there an actor in that wasn't nominated for the Oscar that you see maybe I could have somewhere in my lineup? There's, yes. Um, actually, I'm thinking of two. Um, and your intro told me that one of them is in. Um, I was thinking either Betty Gilpin or Hilary Swank from The Hunt. Um, I honestly, I'm going to say both of them are in for you. Okay. All right. The uh, Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The, uh, the intro definitely gave one away. Um, I have a feeling, and it could be either of hers, but I know you were a big fan. I think I think it was you who said Elizabeth Moss and Shirley, actually, in particular. But she, I think she could pop up in either that or The Invisible Man for you. So I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. Moss is popping up in your lead actress category somewhere. Okay, cool. So, shall we? All right. Well, um, I'll start us off here by giving my um, supporting actor ballot. Um, 
So my number five here is going to be Coleman Domingo for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, Coleman Domingo is one of those actors who I feel like pops up all the time in things, uh, more and more lately, um, who I think is going to become a pretty serious contender at the Oscars shortly. Uh, he's pretty well regarded, you know, in the theater world. He's got some television credits under his belt. Um, he was sort of a possible dark horse nominee in this category for Ma Rainey. Uh, ultimately did not get it. Um, but I would not be surprised if we end up seeing him at the Oscars here in the next decade or so with something. So um, he's going to be my number five. Uh, my number four is going to be Mark Rylance for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, Chicago 7 is not a film that I'm a huge fan of. Um, I thought it was kind of a mediocre uh, political courtroom drama with a pretty decent cast. Um, everyone seemed to have their favorite, and something that's kind of cool about this movie is there are so many different favorites. Uh, so many people think that Langella is the best. Some say Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, I've got Mark Rylance here. And there's several other actors here who are people's favorites. But I really dig Mark Rylance's sort of low-key approach. He seems to be a very selfless actor in his delivery. Um, I never really get the impression that he's trying to make it about him, unlike some other actors, um, even in his own film. So Mark Rylance is my number four. My number three is Thomas Bo Larson from Another Round. Um, I think he is quite heartbreaking in this, um, in the end. Um, not going to give anything away here, but um, if you've seen Another Round and you're not sure who I'm talking about, um, it's the soccer coach, uh, gym teacher kind of guy. Um, and, uh, you know, something not so great happens to him in the end. Um, but I thought he gave a beautiful performance. Um, I really liked this movie quite a bit another round um the arc his character goes through is stellar and um he makes quite an impression as a supporting player um no matter what mental state his character is in so um thomas bo larson is my number three for another round my number two in this category is clark peters from defive bloods um delroy lindo got you know pretty much all of the uh, praise for this movie, and deservedly so, not taking anything away from him. But uh, Clark Peters also gives a wonderful performance here. Um, I love the subplot with his character. Um, some people might argue that his subplot and a little bit of the POV we get from him might bump him a little bit into a co-lead territory. I'm okay with him being in supporting. Um, so I'm putting him here in this lineup, and he's not my winner anyway, so I'm not, you know, tearing my hair out about it. But um, Clark Peters is another one, um, like Coleman Domingo, who I could see popping up here at the Oscars um, at some point um, in the rest of his career. Um, really heartfelt performance, uh, really lived in, and a believable person, um, the character he plays, I mean. But um, the standout supporting actor for me um, this year was Robin De Jesus from The Boys in the Band. Um, he received a Tony nomination for the uh, production of it, the, uh, the Broadway production. He plays Emery in The Boys in the Band, um, sort of a ball of fire character. Um, a lot of comic relief, a lot of energy, um, also some heartbreak, um, some pretty... Um, troubling things happen uh, to his character in the film. And um, I think Robin de Jesus uh, brings a lot of dimensionality to this character 
who very easily could have been played um, surface level by a lesser actor who just sort of played into stereotypes and punchlines. But um, uh, Robin de Jesus, I think, uh, delivered a fully rounded character and made the movie that he is in better uh, because he was in it. So um, he's my winner in this um, personal alternative ballot lineup. It's so interesting. I should have seen the Mark Rylance thing coming for you because I know because you you react to Mark Rylance a lot different than I do as an actor. You're a huge fan of him. I'm not. And I'm so curious now that I can ask this question again. What did you see here that I did not? Because I feel well, I don't think that Rylance is, quote unquote, the weakest of that Chicago seven cast. I don't feel like outside of that one court court moment where he he gets really loud, he doesn't do much. So I, I'm so curious of what you saw in him compared to anyone else in that cast. Rylance in this movie, um, and I guess in other films of his, has a believability to him that I really gel with. Also, this might sound kind of funny, but um, I went into the Chicago 7 not knowing very much about it. Um, I've kind of, in the last few months, taken a step back from the um, social media of it all. And I went into the Chicago 7 not knowing very much. And I, believe it or not, did not know that my, Mark Rylance was in this movie. Um, you know, I knew Eddie Redmayne was and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen and all that. But I did not know Mark Rylance was in this movie. And it took me a couple of scenes to realize it was him. I was watching this movie like, who is that guy? He seems so familiar. He looks so familiar. I feel like I just watched him in something. And it took me a moment to realize it was him. And um, I think that's a credit to Mark Rylance, his ability to just become these believable people um, and sort of shed this uh, Mark Rylance persona and just become another human being. So um, that instance bumped him up a little bit in my book but yeah he's just an actor who i really really like whenever he's on screen i'm always fascinated by his craft interesting kudos kudos well um supporting actor was one of the two categories that i actually found really difficult to put together so i really kind of really kind of had to um figure out what i was doing here so this is what i came up with um, number five for me is actually going to be Jonathan Majors from Defy Bloods. Um, I am a huge fan of this movie. I think it's one of Spike Lee's best films in years. Um, and there is something about his cast that he put together that just, speaking of gelling, just gels really, really well together. And Majors is fantastic and does kind of what I think we would refer to as the Penelope Milford effect. He pops in, does his job, carries the movie with his part the way it needs to be and never really takes the focuses, focuses, Jesus, never takes the focus away from our our, 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 our quintuplet here of gentlemen. Um, plus two, the scene with him and Delroy Lindo. I don't know about you when you watched it, but my ass has never been clenched so tight because it's so nerve wracking watching. And as the victim in the scenario, Majors pulls every trick in his box to sell that. And it was fantastic. So he's in this lineup, but with else with 
whom else I have in here, he's got to be number five. Number four, actually, I just watched this maybe maybe about a week and a half ago, but is Ben Mendelsohn from Baby Teeth. Um, Baby Teeth got a director's nod at BAFTA, and it's actually um, uh, Nicole's choice for her picks for the AQ Film Club that we're going to talk about on Sunday. Um, it's an Australian film. It's on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, S.C. Davis is also in it. Um, Mendelssohn plays the father and husband. Well, he plays husband to S.C. Davis, but um, plays the father of a terminally ill girl who falls in love with a drug dealer. And he's watching his daughter, in his mind, completely throw her life away and not focus on getting better. And the heartbreak and pain and angst and just self-loss that this character goes through, Mendelssohn is selling every ounce of it. And he's fantastic. And he really should have been in the supporting actor race in general this year, I think. Um, I'm very, very surprised that he wasn't. But as we've said before, it's not always about merit. It is about the campaign. And unfortunately, outside of a director's nom, Baby Teeth really wasn't able to do anything this season. So Ben Mendelsohn at four for me. Number three actually kind of shocked myself when I was really trying to put this list together. I was like, what else have I seen this year that had something that was really, really good? The movie is not good. The movie is very boring. But what Kenneth Branagh does in Tenant is fantastic. And he is my third. Um, Branagh can play a really good villain. Um, and he's really sexy in this movie. Um, and very rich. And you know what? I'm all about both of those things. But only one of them need to come true. And that's just the rich part. And you know what? That's my life. Um, anyway. No, Brana is deliciously awful in this movie. He's kind of scary at points, and he really does sell his his villain mentality on every in every scene he's in. Um, whether he's killing someone, or kidnapping someone, or shooting someone, or shouting out of a car, he's really effective. And you know what? That's my business, and I'm putting him at three. Number two, we're actually going to a trial of Chicago 7. I think the biggest standout in that movie is Michael Keaton. This is his best work since Birdman and in general on his resume. I think he's only got about two and a half scenes. I wouldn't even I don't even remember really because I haven't seen Chicago 7 since it premiered. But I want to say maybe two scenes. And it, in my opinion, this is the best acting in the entire movie. He is a tour de force. I think this is also a perfect example of the Penelope Mulford effect to where he shows up, does what he needs to do, and does it with making an impression. Um, I cannot, for the life of me, understand why he was not in the, the awards discussion this year. Um, people want to say it's too small of a role. doesn't matter. We've seen it before. Oscar has done it before. It doesn't matter what size the role is. If you can make an impression, you're there. Unfortunately, this was not his year, and it makes me sad. Uh, number one is Jared Leto in The Little Things. Listen, guys, The Little Things is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. It is a piece of shit movie. Leto takes an unbearable movie and makes it watchable, but also is the best thing about this movie. Um, I was very vocal on the AQ Twitter until The Little Things had come out that I had not been able to really find a singular 
worthy supporting actor performance from anyone this year until Jared Leto. And the funniest thing about it was, is that throughout this entire season, I, you know, between in session film with Ryan and these zoom calls that we've been doing now and like all this shit, I kept saying, I, I was like, mm, watch Leto kind of sneak into the stories this year. No one believed me. And then he showed up at globes. And then I was like, watch out for SAG. And he showed up at SAG. And I honestly thought he was going to get an Oscar. Um, I low-key would have totally given him the win on the main show because I think what he's doing is fantastic. I don't understand why people really hated this performance. It's so good. Um, it's fucking scary. It's unnerving. He plays a fucking weirdo creep really well. And I think I, I just want to say, like, I, I know this episode doesn't only goes out to patrons. It doesn't go out to like the main feed, but you guys were really unfair to him this year and no one has truly explained why no one has given a reason why Leto got the shit that he got. We all know the movie sucks. We all know it's not good, but this was the prime example of a great performance in a shitty movie. And you know what? For my ballot, he's my winner. You have been listening to a clip from one of our Academy Queens bonus episodes. If you would like to hear all of this episode and the rest of our sensational bonus content, please prance on over to patreon.com slash academyqueens and join our queendom.